are listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. I hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families come together. Well, our pastor will be doing a series this fall on the, uh, the culture of heaven. And uh, it falls my lot to uh, do the introductory message on that. On earth as it is in heaven. Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. This is part of the Lord's Prayer. In this manner, therefore pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Heavenly Father, bless your word to our hearts today. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. We all know the, the text real well. We, Refer to it as the, the Lord's Prayer. The culture of the kingdom of God is the one culture to which all born-again Christians belong. Paul says, all who have been united with Christ in baptism have been made like him. There is no longer Jew or Gentile. Culture should no longer be a divide for the followers of Christ. For we now belong to a, a higher, unique culture. The culture of heaven. We may be black or white or red or yellow. English, French, Irish, American, First Nations. We may be Newfie, French-Canadian, or Albertan. But if we're born again, if we have accepted Jesus Christ into our lives, we are brothers and sisters in Christ. We're a part of a big family. Anytime you go to a conference, it's just something about that when you begin to realize and I'm not alone. There's a lot of people around here that love Jesus just like I do. The kingdoms of this world, a kingdom implies a king. And our king is Jesus. Jesus said, his kingdom is not of this world. And you notice in this slide, we have different countries named there. There's China. There's Russia. United States, Canada, and others. And within each of these kingdoms, there is the kingdom of heaven. There are people who are born again and living for Jesus Christ. His authority, the Bible says, came from the Father, Father God. 
Entrance into this kingdom is by new birth. Jesus said, you must be born again. That's how you become a part of the kingdom of God. God's righteous reign in the earth was facilitated by his son, Jesus Christ. And the kingdom of God begins in the hearts of redeemed people, people who are born again, who've asked Jesus Christ to come into their heart. And so that's why the kingdom of God is in the world already. Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you. When you're praying, one of the things you're praying, when you're praying to the Lord, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, you are saying, Lord, I want more people to be added to the kingdom. I want your kingdom to be expanded. And as others are added to the kingdom, the kingdom is growing. A kingdom is a governing influence of a king, a leader over his territory, impacting it with his will, his intent, and his purpose, manifesting that impact through the development of a culture that is displayed in its citizens. In other words, every kingdom manifests itself in the lifestyle and the culture of its people. God wants us to imitate the culture of heaven here on this earth. We are of the world, we are in the world, but we're not of the world. That's what the Bible says. We've got a, we've got a place that we're heading for that is marvelous, joy unspeakable, full of glory. This means that every citizen of a kingdom is supposed to take on the nature of the king. And we are endeavoring to be more like Jesus. That is the goal. It's not just to get by, it is to be more like him. That is why we don't use foul language or lie or cheat or practice deceit or give, give way to jealousy and hatred. These things are not a part of heaven's culture. They're, they're foreign to us as born-again believers. As kingdom citizens, we are from God's country and both our language and our lifestyle should reflect that. Now, wouldn't it be nice if every one of us could say, Pastor, that's me. Since I've asked Jesus to come into my heart, I've been reflecting the culture of heaven ever since. It's a battle, isn't it? We'd like to, but it's a real battle. This prayer has commonly been called the Lord's Prayer, actually, it was a model prayer that Jesus used to teach his disciples. First of all, the Father's name is hallowed, revered, honored, sacred, and holy. 
After addressing and showing honor to God the Father, he addresses God's kingdom. He tells us to pray for it to come to this earth. And then he he instructs us to pray that God's will will be done here on earth, even as, as it has been done in heaven. I believe that Jesus may have included this in the model prayer in order to help us to align our thinking and our actions with God's purpose and plan for each one of us. What's God's will concerning you and I? As it is in heaven. That's God's desire for us. God created human beings ultimately to ultimately become members of his family and live with him forever in his eternal kingdom. This would be accomplished in and through his son, Jesus Christ. And it wasn't an afterthought. It wasn't damage control. The Bible says that Jesus was chosen before the creation of the world but was revealed in these last times for our sake. God knew what was going to happen in his foreknowledge. He knew exactly what was going to happen. He knew all about Adam. He knew he was going to fail. The Bible says he had the plan already. He didn't plan it after Adam failed. He planned it before. In explaining the reason for Christ coming in the flesh, John wrote these words. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. That's talking about a spiritual birth. That's the same birth that you and I experienced when we said, Jesus, I'm a sinner. I ask you to come into my heart, forgive my sins. We became born again that day. Amen? The will of God is peace and holiness and truth and wholeness. The alignment with the nature and the purpose of God. Now there are three conditions that exist in heaven. There's probably a whole lot more, but I'm going to give you three. There was a rebellion in heaven. Well, first of all, the first one is absolute sovereignty of God. God is sovereign in heaven. There was a rebellion in heaven with an archangel called Lucifer. We know him as Satan or the devil. Isaiah gives a record of it. In Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12, it starts and he says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground? which did weaken the nations. 
The story of his, re, of his rebellion is given to us in the next few verses. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mountain of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the height of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Or in other words, I will be like God. Those technical things are slow you down sometimes, won't it? <laughs> Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit. Isaiah quotes Lucifer as saying, I will, five different times. I will ascend, I will exalt, I will sit, I will ascend above the clouds, and I will be like the Most High. God responded by casting Lucifer out of heaven with one-third of the angels, heaven's angels, who also rebelled with him. They followed his leadership. Now, many Bible scholars believe that these fallen angels are demons doing Satan's bidding here on earth. Jesus knew about this in Luke chapter 10, verse 17 and 18, a group of people that he sent out to preach the gospel came back to him. The Bible says the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. He said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Now heaven is a place free from the ravages of Satan, of sin, Heaven is a place where Satan cannot deceive, can't lie, can't disrupt or instill fear in anyone. There's no sickness or sadness or deceit. It makes a great deal of sense to pray, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus went on to say, Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You and I can come against the works of Satan in the name of Jesus. We have the power, the authority over sickness, addictions, and sin. If Satan has no authority in heaven, because the will of God is done there, then whenever, whenever the will of God is being done on the earth, Satan loses his power in that realm. Matthew chapter 16, verse 8 and 19, 18 and 19 says, And I also say unto you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. 
That's what God wants to take place within our hearts, within our churches, that we will be in, in line with heaven, that we will be practicing the culture of heaven here on this earth. The, supreme, the second thing that is in heaven is the supreme authority of the word of God. In heaven, the word of God has supreme authority. On earth, however, wherever we look, the word of God is being violated, ridiculed, and denied. We live in a culture that is almost totally in rebellion against the precepts and practices of the Bible. Many of these attitudes are being penetrated in the churches today. We need to stand for what the Bible teaches. I believe the Bible is the word of God. Do you? I believe that God created the heavens and the earth. I believe that the sun stood still when Joshua commanded it to. I believe Jesus turned water into wine. I believe that Jesus fed 5,000 with five loaves and two fish. I believe that Jonah was swallowed by a whale. I believe Elijah was taken up in a chariot of fire. I believe in repentance, water baptism by immersion, the infilling of the Holy Spirit with the initial evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives utterance. In living a holy life in the soon return of Jesus Christ, in the rapture of the church, do you know why I believe all these things? Because it's in the Word. The Word has supreme authority in heaven. And I believe it. These are things which the Bible says are already settled in heaven. It's already established in heaven. Psalm 119 uh, verse 89 says, Forever, O Lord, your Word is settled in heaven. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The third thing I see is the focused attention of heaven upon God. Worship. All of heaven's attention is focused on God himself. Isaiah 6, 1, 1 to 3. Isaiah says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I also saw the Lord sitting up on a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims, each one had six wings. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he did fly. One cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled with his glory. 24 elders fall down before him and sat on the throne and worshipped him that lived forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you have created all things, and for your pleasure they are created. That's what's going on in heaven. You read Revelation, you see the same thing happening over and over again. Because you see, worship 
is very important to God. God wants worship on earth just like it is in heaven. Worship needs to dominate our relationship with God. Our corporate services need to be filled with worship and praise. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. As I conclude today, David, a man after God's own heart, exhorts us to worship. Psalm chapter 29, verse 2, Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Psalm 95, verse 6, O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. Psalm 150, praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the trumpet sound. Praise him with the lute and the harp. Praise him with the tambourine and dance. Praise him with strings and pipes. Praise him with loud-sounding cymbals. Praise him with loud-clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's what God wants to happen. You know, we get away, I, I don't know, culture, whatever it is, times change, and we get away from some of the things that God counts so dear to his heart and he longs for his people to do. It doesn't matter if we're in the first century or in the 21st century. God still desires worship and praise from his people. God desires that we exalt him and glorify his name. It is God's will for us to embrace the culture of heaven, acknowledge his sovereignty on earth as it is in heaven, Acknowledge the authority of his word on earth as it is in heaven. Worship him wholeheartedly as is done in heaven. Sort of makes you want to go there, doesn't it? I thank God that we can receive Christ into our lives and experience the kingdom of heaven culture right here, right now. We can enjoy heaven in our souls. One day, the prophecy of Revelation 11.15 will be fulfilled. It says, The seven angels sounded, and there was a great voice in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. But until that day comes, you and I can have the culture of heaven in our lives as we serve him. And when we come together as a group of people in our churches, we can worship him just like they worship him in heaven. Jesus said the day is coming and now is when the true worshiper will worship me in spirit and in truth. With all of my heart, with all of my soul, with all of my being, 
giving worship and praise to God. When I say I love you, Jesus, I mean I love you, Jesus. When I say I will surrender all to you, I mean I will surrender all to you. And how many times have you and I bowed our head before God and said, Lord, I've messed up again. Lord, I, I told you, I know I promised you I would never do this again, but look at me now. Here I am, and I've fallen into the same old trap. Lord, forgive me. Do you know the devil wants to put you down? The devil wants to keep you down. But Jesus wants to lift you up. And he's given us a glimpse of heaven in our souls so that we can override all of the things that the enemy wants to put upon us. Heaven is not that far away, friend. If you're serving Jesus and you keep looking to him and you get into his word and you start living his word out in your life. Oh, you're going to fail. You're made of flesh and blood. You're going to fail. You're going to mess up. You're going to fall on your face many times. But Jesus did something miraculous on the cross. He paid for my sin and he paid for yours. And like the old song says, heaven came down and glory filled my soul. None of us are better than the other here. But most of us know Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. We have asked Jesus to forgive us and accepted his blood as a full atonement for our sins. And we are experiencing the culture of heaven. And where we have let down, where we have failed, can we determine in our heart, can we say before God, Lord, I know that there's more for me. I know that you've got a better plan for me than I'm experiencing right now. I want to embrace the kingdom of heaven in my life, for my personal life, for my family, for my children, for my husband, for my wife, for our church family. We want to experience on earth just as it is in heaven. There's a song that I, I know, maybe some of you might know it. It's got a bit of a country flavor to it. I'm going to ask the, our sound man to put it on. It says, a country where no twilight shadows deepen. An ending day where night will never be. A city where no storms will ever gather. This is just what heaven means to me. What will it be when we get over yonder? We'll join the throng upon the glassy sea. We'll join our loved ones and crown Christ forever. This is just what heaven means to me. And when at last we see the face of Jesus before whose image other loves will flee. When they crown him Lord of all, I'll be there. This is just what heaven means to me. Folks, I'm enjoying my life down here.
I'm enjoying serving Jesus. I wouldn't trade this for anything. But this is nothing compared to what's awaiting us. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching from Coley Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Holy Community Church, a place where families come together.